0: Hey, this is Bugs on my Wiser. Welcome to my brand new podcast. I've decided to name it all things two wheels. Let's begin. So, what better way to start a motorcycling podcast than to tell you what do I ride and what I think about it? So the answer to the first question. What do I ride is a KTM Adventure 390. And what is my experience is what we're going to talk about today. So KTM Adventure 390 was launched in uh, India by Week 2019. It was, I think it was first showcased and then it was launched in 2020. I uh, booked it in March, got the delivery in the same month. It was one of the bikes that was from the first lot I believe and uh, to be fair it wasn't my first choice motorcycle I had booked a Himalayan BS6 in a new color but uh, when I test rode the KTM adventure 390 found out to be more powerful had a lot more features felt a bit modern and uh, I wanted to upgrade from that three hundred and fifty cc engine. I know the engine on the Himalayan is a four hundred and ten, but it's derived from the three hundred and fifty UC engines and all that. And also, uh, Royal Enfield being Royal Enfield, there are some reliability issues. And so I decided to went to, uh, decided to go with KTM instead, and uh, went ahead, bought the bike, and uh, rode it for a month and then in at the end of March, the lockdown began. So after the lockdown got lifted, I could do much more rides. I also did a long ride of about 3000 kilometers to Karnataka and uh, currently my Odo sits at 12,300 plus kilometers. So I think I'm in a good space of mine to review the motorcycle and I, know what the bike is capable of doing what it is not capable of doing although i haven't ridden it on off-roads per se i have ridden it on trails but not on proper off-roads proper rocky terrain and stuff technical stuff but i've done touring on it which most people are going to buy it for let's talk looks first i am not A fan of uh, the 390 adventures design the design of the bike overall seems to be proportionate and it's much larger than what it's actually is it's it's a 390 so it's larger the seat height is taller the handlebar is nice and wide what I don't like is the way the headlight is mounted on the chassis so it doesn't somehow gel with the overall design i know they were going with that edgy design and they wanted it to look very similar to the 790 adventure now the 890 adventure but uh, i don't like the way the headlight and the body go they don't actually gel well together also there is not a proper beak present or an off-road mudguard which usually you see on adventure motorcycles. So those are the things missing, rest, looks wise, it's okay. Uh, In my opinion, no adventure motorcycle has ever looked good. I mean, look at BMW R1250GS, it's not a good looking motorcycle. It's unique, but it's not good looking. So, in that matter, adventure motorcycles and good looks don't go hand in hand. Uh, So, I'm okay with it and uh, I like for what the motorcycle is now. I think it's starting to grow on me the more I ride it, but still not a fan of the design. Let's start uh, looking at the motorcycle from front to back as I always like to do so starting in the front we have an all LED headlight flaunted by LED indicators on both the sides which looks cool how effective it is that we will talk later uh, after that there's the windshield I won't say it's a windshield because it doesn't do a great job at shielding you from the wind So, an aftermarket one is the go-to thing for that. After that, uh, there's the TFT, which is the highlight for this motorcycle. No motorcycle in this price range will offer you such a good TFT display. Uh, It is quite nice, quite bright and crisp. Runs white during the day, turns on turns into black during the night so it's quite good with that adaptability and you can control all the bikes feature from that so that is a plus for me there's also a charging socket that's available right under the tft display coming to the handlebar the handlebar is wide but it's not raised to my liking now i'm 5'9 and for me i feel that it is a bit too low And I think the height of the handlebar would have been okay if the seat height would have been two inches lower. But that's how it is. So, handlebar risers or just swapping the handlebar for a taller one would be your option. Coming to the switch gears, the switch gear quality seems to be adequate. Uh, All the controls of the TFT are on the left and on the right are your normal engine start stop button etc then there are the levers which are adjustable both the clutch and the brake lever are five step adjustable it comes with company fitted knuckle guards for wind protection they won't protect you in terms of in, uh, in times when you fall or tip the bike over because they are completely made of plastic but they'll help you uh, in colder weather uh, coming back, there's the tank, which is made out of uh, plastic in my, in simple words, layman's language and I'm not very f- a big fan of it. Then there are some shrouds, then there's the seat. Now, uh, the seat, to me, feels a bit hard, especially coming from Thunderbird. I had a Thunderbird previously which had a very nice, contoured, comfortable seat and 500 kilometers, 600 kilometers, were just breeze on it. So, that is not available on a KTM. Now, I know it's wrong of me to expect that from KTM, but that's what it is. The pillion seat, however, has much more better cushioning and it's raised, so there's a two-step seat. The seat for pillion as well as the rider is spacious, especially the rider seat is so spacious. You can, if you want to do off-ride, off-road riding, you can move yourself forward close to the tank, put your legs down and do those slides. If you want to go touring, you can move backwards where the seat is much wider, just relax and keep on riding. The pillion seat is also spacious enough. But the seat height The seat height is a pain in the butt it's 855 mm it's neck-to-neck with much larger motorcycles and I'm 5'9 for me it's I can flat foot one foot and the other I can do a tiptoe but if you are 5'10 and above it would be much comfortable for you I think six feet and above is a sweet spot for the motorcycle And if you are 5 feet 5 inches or anything less than that, I would say just look away from the motorcycle. Now, I know many experts will say that riding a motorcycle, your height doesn't matter. But you are not an expert, right? Those people know how to handle motorcycles. You might just be buying your first adventure motorcycle and it's going to be difficult on technical terrains. Hell, if you don't even go for off-road. If you even go to places like Ladakh or Spiti where there are bad patches of roads you should be able to put both of your feet down with where you'll be carrying mostly a billion, lot of luggage. You'll just need it, uh, need both your feet down and nothing gives you more confidence than flat footing on your motorcycle with both your feet down. So, talking about the foot pegs, the foot pegs are nice and wide. They have those teeth things that are made out of aluminium. Those teeth are for uh, extra grip in slushy and muddy conditions. They also come with rubber inserts for touring, which also help in reduction of vibrations somewhat, which can be removed with the help of a spanner. They're spring loaded, so whenever you tip the bike over, they fold and they don't break. Also, the gear lever comes uh, with a spring loaded action so whenever you fall, the gear lever won't, won't break. The brake lever, however, comes with uh, teeth for extra grip, but it doesn't come spring loaded and that might break easily. But it is easily replaceable, you just need to loosen two Allen keys, Allen screws, and replace it with a new one. So, that's that the bike also comes with uh, stock crash bars and uh, I think they are pretty much effective. Coming to the pillion foot pegs I don't like them because they are very narrow and uh, two or three times I have had my pillion slipped foot from them in wet conditions so I'll change that or you know uh, you get some accessories to make the footrest area wider so maybe install that then there's uh, the tail section the tail section is pretty bare bones uh, now the basic wh- whatever I understand about motorcycles uh, the two most bigger competitors for the Adventure 390 are uh, the Royal Enfield Himalayan on the lower side and on the higher side there's the BMW G310 GS both come with top racks this bike doesn't I don't know why because most people won't be buying it for off-roading I know some will but most won't buy it people in India mostly prefer adventure motorcycles for touring so people will need luggage spaces and a top rack helps in that matter now the Himalayan comes with a good top rack the G310GS BMW comes with a top rack Adventure 390 doesn't so you'll need aftermarket parts for that that's pretty much how the bike is built talking about the wheels the front wheel is a 19 inch the rear wheel is a 17 inch which is a standard setup the wheels are alloys and uh, i think that nearly suggests what the bike is meant for it's not meant for very hardcore off-roading stuff for that you'll need spoked wheels which ktm i guess does offer in power parts or there are some people who would do the job in much lesser price so that's that uh, my bike came with Metzilla two for both the tires but uh, taking current situations into consideration um, I think KTM is shipping the motorcycles with MRF uh, I think they are called revs or something so that's about the wheels and the tires Talking about the brakes, the front brake uh, measures at 320 mm. It is a four piston radially fixed caliper and the rear brake measures at 230 mm which is a single piston but has a floating caliper. So not going into the technical stuff, just keep in mind they are made by Bybre which is an Indian subsidiary of Brembo. And they do a very good job at stopping the motorcycle now I don't do very high speeds but for the speeds like 100 to 120 which I usually do during my uh, rides I think the bike does a commendable job of coming to a standstill or braking whenever and wherever I want to so that's about it for the brakes moving forward in the podcast what we'll do is we'll divide it into two parts basically things I like about the motorcycle and things I don't so let's talk about the positives first Uh, the first positive is the TFT as I already told you in the podcast that uh, I love the TFT I'm in love with it basically uh, there's also an app available on the Play Store or the App Store which enables you to connect your phone with the TFT, and uh, the TFT will then show you turn-by-turn turn navigation. It will also show you incoming calls. You can choose to uh, pick the call or disconnect them. You can also play with, play around with the uh, music on your phone. So that's pretty much it. Also, the bike comes with traction control. This is the only bike that comes with traction control in this price range. I'm talking about the adventure motorcycles. There also is switchable abs. Now switchable abs was earlier available on the BMW G310 GS as well. But in the BS6 iteration, I think it has been removed. The Himalayan though comes with the switch to turn and turn on and off the ABS on the rear wheel. But I have heard it from many users that it does doesn't just it just doesn't work most of the times. So that's it then uh, what else we have got in the likes I think the one more uh, good factor about the bike is it comes with an all LED setup the headlight the indicators and the tail lamp they all come in LED and it helps in making the bike more modern so another thing I like about the motorcycle is how cost effective the service is and how easy it is to find the service centers now most of the service centers where you can service a bajaj bike you can also you also have uh, ktm service centers uh, in major cities the ktm service centers are available so servicing your bike or maintaining your bike won't be very difficult also the spare parts are made in india so they are in turn very cheap that's that also the bike looks unique so it helps you stand out that is also a thing you might add into things I like talking about the things I don't like or things hate is a strong word but things I don't like would be better so things I don't like the biggest downside for me about this motorcycle is the suspension it's pretty stiff I mean I had a concept of buying adventure motorcycles before I bought the KTM adventure 390 that when you buy an adventure motorcycle the suspension should be plush but that is not the case with adventure 390 the front suspension is okay it's not as plush it's okay but the rear one is hard and it's low on rebound as well so it just Sometimes it's so harsh on bad roads that you it literally pushes you to stand up and ride your motorcycle So that's that thing again. The seat is a bit hard It could have been a bit softer, but in adding cushion they they would have in turn again increase the seat height, so that's a no for me and uh, then the bike has been suffering from tiny niggles like it has had a stalling issue, it had some parts breaking off, but I guess my bike is from the first batch, usually I would recommend people to not buy buy bikes from the first batch itself, wait for a few months, let the reviews come out and then buy your motorcycles, so that's one way to deal with it. Also the build quality, I am not very happy with the build quality, now see. I'm of the opinion that adventure motorcycles are meant to be ridden rough. They are kept they are to be kept dirty. They are meant to fall. So a plastic tank isn't the way to go in my opinion. It w- shouldn't have been. A KTM Duke 125 comes with a metal tank and an Adventure 390 doesn't. I mean that doesn't make any sense. People I have talked with many people on this issue. People have t- tried and defended it, and uh, told me that maybe it was done to keep the weight of the bike uh, low or to lower the center of gravity of the motorcycle. But see, my two cents about it is: if you want to maintain, uh, if you want to ride the bike with a clear mind, you must know that your bike is built sturdy. And if that's not the case, then uh, God help you. So in the long run, I'll have to look for what happens to the tank right now. It's coping up well, but uh, we'll see what happens in the long run. I'll probably make uh, another podcast at my review at 25,000 kilometers and we'll see then how the bike is performing. So to conclude the podcast, whether I would recommend KTM Adventure 390 to my friends or to you or to anybody. For that, we'll have to look at what the competition or where the competition is. Let's not take into consideration the Hero Expulse 200 because it's a small motorcycle. Now, it's not a bad motorcycle. It's a very good motorcycle it just doesn't fit in this party so that's out of the out of the question the second motorcycle is Royal Enfield Himalayan which is a great motorcycle it has good handling good suspension great comfort where it lacks is refinement and reliability now talking about the refinement it is YB it vibrates a lot plus You can't do 110, 120 speeds all day long. It just won't allow you to. And talking about the reliability, Royal Enfields have been notorious in the past and even continue to do so in terms of reliability. I have known many Himalayan users that just just keep complaining about the reliability issues on the Himalayan and the issues keep popping up like nothing else. So that's your option. The next option in the list is KTM Adventure 250. The KTM Adventure 250 looks and feels very similar to the Adventure 390. It's basically the same motorcycle. It's just an engine swap and uh, KTM have removed some features from the 390. I think those are important features. The features like it doesn't have an LED headlight, it doesn't have a TFT, it gets an LCD. It also doesn't have MTC, also it loses a lot of power. So if you're okay with losing those features and a little less power, go for the KTM Adventure 250. The biggest competitor to the KTM Adventure 390 is... BMW G310GS. Now when BMW launched this motorcycle in the BS6 iteration, they reduced the price of the motorcycle significantly, bringing it very close to KTM Adventure 390. Now what it has is a great suspension. I have ridden it personally and believe me, the suspension on that motorcycle works like dream. So if you want a very comfortable cruising motorcycle get the BMW but the negative point of the BMW is the limited service network and the parts on the machine are very costly so to give you a rough idea if you break both the mirrors on a BMW G310 GS it would cost you rupees 7000 to replace the mirrors on the motorcycle whereas a single mirror on a KTM Adventure 390 would hardly cost around 350 rupees so the money is yours the choice is yours if you want to listen to me I would say if you have the money go for KTM Adventure 390 because with that kind of money there is no other motorcycle in indian market currently which offers that many features that's pretty much it from my side in this first podcast now i know this is my first attempt there might be a lot of mistakes in the podcast i think there might just be n number of blunders that i did in this podcast so feel free to contact me on instagram The Instagram handle is Bugs on My Visor. So Bugs underscore on underscore my underscore visor is my Instagram handle. Just drop in a message and let me know how I can improve the podcast and what else do you would you like to hear from me in the coming episodes? That is me signing off. See you next time. Until then, keep riding, put on a helmet wear all the safety gear possible right safe